Welcome to the Get Fit with Masi podcast, hosted by your girl Masiel, aka Masi from GetFitWithMasi.com. I'm an online weight loss coach who's here to help you get fit as a busy professional woman of color and teach you everything I've learned about losing weight and feeling great without limiting your diet. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best advice trainings and mindset shifts so you can become your own body goals and most importantly build a healthy sustainable lifestyle you can be proud of hey girl hey this is season three episode two and i'm talking all about how i lost 16 pounds using macros and weight training when I first started my fitness journey and all of the mistakes that I made, all of the lessons that I want to share. And I just going back, I will never forget looking at my abs, looking at my booty, looking at my legs and just my body in general and feeling like, wow, I really freaking did that. I really did the work and I really got to my goal. And I will also never forget all the damn struggle and (laughs) desperation, failure, and all the dumb shit I did to get there. And I'm going to be keeping it real with you in this episode just about everything that I experienced in hopes that you can learn from some of my mistakes as well as some of the lessons that I still carry on with me. So before we get into it, today's episode is sponsored by my brand new free three-day weight loss challenge. It's called the three-day nutrition reset challenge. I'm doing this brand new challenge live Tuesday, February 4th at 7.30 p.m. And even if you can't make it live, go ahead and register because you will get the replays of the recordings, a free pantry reset checklist, and a free apple pie smoothie recipes with macros. So this is going to be a three-day challenge, and I'll be doing as much live Q&A as there are questions. So what we're going to be diving into are things like in day one, how to do a complete pantry reset. So why having a clean pantry is the thing that will help you stay organized and how most people get it wrong, how to find the right spices you need and not waste time on things that you don't, and then what you need to start doing to making your your weekly meal plan with your kitchen reset. The second day, we're going to be talking about all about understanding your macros and a free smoothie recipe. What the heck is a macro? How to figure out your daily macro intake, and a simple and delicious apple pie smoothie recipe that you can make to help you meet your macros and keep you satisfied. Then on the third day, we're going to be talking about the three biggest weight loss mistakes and how to avoid them. So my step-by-step meal tracking process. So this is the first thing I do with all of my new coaching clients, how to create a natural meal flow. So you never feel like you hate tracking and then the best meal tracking app. So your new best friend and how I help my clients predict and plan their meals and calories. So again, this is going to be on Tuesday, February 4th at 7 30 PM. Even if you can't make it live, go ahead and register because you will get the replays, the checklist and the recipe for all the people who register. So this is going to be a three day challenge. And if you want to sign up, you can go to reset.theconfidenceblueprint.com. And that's spelled confidence, not confidence, C-O-N-F-I-T, E-N-C-E blueprint.com. So again, that's reset.theconfidenceblueprint.com. Okay, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of my story. So when I first started back in 2013, I had just gone through a breakup with my high school sweetheart. And 
essentially, just to give you a little bit of context, it wasn't like the first time I started eating healthy and working out, I was successful because I definitely was not. I was not an athlete. I did not like eating healthy. I did not like sweating or going to the gym. I honestly was like, why do people like to torture themselves? And I had tried to kind of be healthy and go to the gym before, but nothing really triggered me until I experienced this breakup. And so when I had broken up with my high school sweetheart at the time, I gained a smooth 16 pounds, sister. Okay. So I was binge eating, doing the most, drinking a lot, going out, you know, you know how we do, um, eating my feelings. And I literally looked at my body. Well, you know, my dad was definitely the first person to tell me, but of course, then my doctor and I saw it myself, you know, you, you know, when you're overweight, when your clothes don't fit you anymore. And so I'm going to talk a lot about what I had tried to do that didn't actually work. So I tried to just go to the gym and, you know, do fitness classes. I tried to kind of stalk people on Instagram and that actually did help like the blogs and people's posts on Instagram. It kind of helped me realize all the things that I didn't know. Um, and I did super low carb. I did two days, fasted cardio, juice cleanses. Um, eating clean from Monday through Friday and then having a cheat meal, aka cheat weekend where I would binge eat and, you know, have drinks and then feel guilty on Monday. And the thing is that like, honestly, I realized that if I wanted to be snatched, if I wanted to get fit, if I wanted to be healthy, I needed to learn more about nutrition, weight training and how to be consistent. Right. And so I did all of those things and, I realized that I just could not maintain any of that. Like those things are not lifestyles. Those are like quick, I need these results right now. Um, tactics, they are not lifestyle changes. So to gain my confidence, I knew I needed to be more positive. I knew that um, I needed to tell myself like, okay, I can do this because, you know, I, I just need to get out of my own way, even though I hadn't really done it before, been successful with it. But I know that that was really a big part of, what, what what my main struggle was really, right? So I knew I had to have a healthy relationship with food because I basically use food to soothe my feelings. And I had to decide to really just go all in, right? So when I got my results, when I actually got my six pack, like I remember going to my coach and being like, this is what I want. This is what I want to look like. Um, and pulling up a picture of one of one of the girls I followed on Instagram, like, this is what I want. I want to look just like her. Um, but really what changed the game for me was just me jumping in and doing it and saying to myself like, okay, this time I'm going to do it because I had tried in the past and didn't work, but this time I'm going to do it. And so I want to share with you a little bit about the birth of my company, Get Fit With Masi, my confidence blueprint, the framework that I bring my clients through. Because before September 2013, I wasn't really seeing progress on my own because I really focused on all the wrong things. So before I hired my coach, I focused on all the wrong things. So I want to share with you my the top three things I focused on when I first started my fitness journey that was a complete waste of time. <laughs> and I'm going to share with you what I would have focused on if I would have known better. So what happened before I actually got help and hired my first coach? So the first thing that I think most of us do is we're like, okay, so we need to eat healthy. So we definitely probably need to go on a diet and start restricting ourselves. And so, you know, of course, 
at the time, like blogging was super in. So I was like looking at all these bloggers and like I had just gotten on Instagram and I was looking at all these healthy meals, like healthy eating. And so I did healthy eating, quote unquote, but it was really like restriction with lots of binge eating, really. So it was like, I'm going to eat healthy, but really I'm going to be binge eating and binge drinking when I get these cravings that are like completely uncontrollable. And I would just bargain with myself like, oh, just have one more, one more donut, one more piece of pizza like oh some candy and then I would hate myself and I I realized that I started turning to carbs when I was stressed so um when I first got on on IG and I was following people uh typically women who were like fitness competitors and who I deemed as my body goals what I didn't realize now that realize then that I know now is that a lot of these women were either one athletes like they actually played athletics every day so they had to train more than the regular person Two, they were bodybuilders, so they were in that world where they were trying to compete. Um, and or three, they were figure competitors. And at the end of the day, none of these things I fell into these. I didn't fall into any of these categories. I was not an athlete. I did not want to be a bodybuilder, and I did not want to be a figure competitor. So, like, I, if you've listened to prior episodes, I'm very introverted, very shy, um, and I actually I like hate posting my body on on the internet. But I know it's like one of those things that you have to do if you're if you're in this industry on on a certain level because people want to to kind of see what you're working with and what you're doing. Um, but it was, that was just like, not me. And I remember when, when I would see these people, I'm like, okay, well I see what they're eating and it's like chicken, broccoli, sweet potato, oats. It was kind of like everybody was eating the same exact thing. Like I started to see the trend. Um, but what I didn't realize is that those people were not necessarily living the type of lifestyle that I wanted to live. Right. And so what would happen is that I would try to be kind of strict, as strict as they were. And then I would make progress and then like give myself excuses to reward myself with treats and then end up where I started or worse, AKA self-sabotage. So the second thing that I focused on that was a waste of time was cardio. So of course, you know, in our heads, it's been embedded that like, if you do more cardio, you're going to lose, you're going to burn more calories and you're going to lose weight. So I'm like, okay, I just need to like go to the gym, do all these classes. So I signed up for like every class possible running Zumba, whatever, everything. And, um, it, it was exhausting to say the least, but, um, you know, I remember going on the elliptical and just trying to burn these calories, sis. And, and at the time, like I was younger, so I had a lot more time on my hands, but the truth is now looking back, cardio is not really the best way to lose fat. It's really not. Um, and your body is very adaptable. So as soon as we start doing cardio, our body adapts. And unless you are with a coach or following a training program, it's pretty difficult to tell, like if you're actually burning fat, because just because you're burning calories doesn't actually mean your body's burning fat, but we'll talk about that in a, in another episode. So the third thing I focused on that was a complete waste of time was just obsessing about like eating healthy and going to the gym 24 seven. So again, like I mentioned, this was back in 2013. So I was younger then. I had just kind of gone out of college. So I had a lot of free time. I had a lot of extra time to do things and I was able to do like two a days and like, you know, be crazy. But, um, the, the truth was that I, I struggled so much with consistency. And so having that pressure of like, I need to go to the gym every single day without addressing my negative self-talk, I ended up becoming my own worst enemy because I would criticize everything that I did and I would minimize it. So even if I did go to the gym, it's like, oh, I didn't do this workout perfectly or I couldn't lift this thing, you know, 
however heavy that this person on Instagram does. <laughs> like, you know, looking at people at the gym who are like experts or coaches and like compare my day one to their, you know, day 365 and expecting to see overnight results. But I had to learn over the years that like, okay, that's not going to happen. So those were my top three mistakes. And so when I really started getting serious, taking myself serious, I um, realized that, damn, like I was really struggling before then, right? So I was feeling hopeless. I was feeling like, am I ever really going to lose the weight? Is it ever going to happen? I'm telling y'all, I would be on Google reading articles all day long, bookmarking articles, following people on Instagram, looking at trainers, like just doing everything I could possibly do to figure out what, like how I was going to lose weight. And it was like so frustrating because I'm like, do I just not have that thing where I can do it? Um, and, and the reality was that I, I had to change. Like I had, I knew I had to do something. So this is when I started to take things serious. And back in 2013, I started tracking my weight. So I started before then, but that's kind of like when I really got serious and I was like, all right, I'm going to write down how much I weigh today so that I have proof of what I'm doing. And then by November, so September, October, November, in three months, I had lost a few pounds. And I was like, okay, so things are happening. And this is kind of when I was, you know, doing the most going to the gym. At this point, I, I started to get more educated on nutrition, I started reading more. So it was like, I was following people on Instagram, but I was actually taking their advice. Like I was following blogs, but I was actually putting in the works. So there's a difference between information and implementation. And, and at this point, I stopped like procrastinating, and I actually started implementing. And then by the end of November, I had joined a Zumba class and it was so fun and it made fitness feel fun and it helped me stay active. It helped me build a community, a tribe of other Latinas, other women of color. And it was amazing. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should become an instructor. Well, actually, my um, instructor at the time said, I think you would be a great instructor. And I'm like, I'm so shy. And I'm like an introvert. I don't know about this. But I was a really good dancer and I was like, you know, very high energy. So I got my license in November. And then in December, I continued to lose weight by December. Um, and at this point, I was like, all right, well, if I'm a teacher, I want to practice what I preach. I don't want to only do Zumba. I want to do more than that because at this time, again, like I'm learning about nutrition and especially doing lots of cardio because Zumba is a cardio dance class. Essentially, I realized that that wasn't enough because I would see other Zumba instructors um, you know, doing lots of Zumba, doing lots of cardio, and they weren't like physically fit. And so I was like, I want to be physically fit and like healthy at the same time. And I know that this is going to happen only with my nutrition. And I need to go hard with the weights. Like this is not going to like, I'm not going to get the body that I want by just doing cardio and doing Zumba. Like that's not going to work. Um, and so at this time I decided to hire my first female trainer. And at this point, this was, um, I think this was in the new year of 2014. So right after I got my Zumba license, about two months late, three, two or three months later, I found my first female trainer. And she also happened to start her own meal prep company at the time. So it was amazing because she was a female so before her, I had tried some other trainers, but I felt like they weren't the right fit for me because they, well, one, they were men. Um, and so at the time I kind of just felt like the men who I had gone to, they didn't really understand like what I was trying to look like or what I was trying to do, or they just weren't the right fit for me. Um, and she was perfect. So she had the body that I wanted. <laughs> she had the, the discipline. And then she also taught both things. So she taught 
fitness and nutrition. So she taught me how to lift weights, heavy weights. And then she also taught me how to eat properly. So she taught me about macros. Um, and at the time she actually wanted to me, me to be a body, like a fitness competitor, but it was not for me. But a lot of the things that she taught me were based on on that background in terms of macronutrients and just really breaking down nutrition because it's not just about like, am I eating healthy? Cause at the time when I started working with her, you know, I was eating special K with, um, with milk and bananas thinking like, this is healthy. And that was just like, okay, it's like a sugar bomb in the morning. And like, are you tracking your macros? Do you even know how much you need? So she was able to break things down for me. And because she had her own meal prepping company, I used to drive around with her, like actually ended up helping her in her company and like learning so much about nutrition. And at the time she was also going to people's houses and meal prepping for them and meal planning for them. I'm like, this is such an amazing idea because this actually helps people change their habits and their lifestyle. So after that, I was like, okay, so a few months had passed by. I started working with her in January. So January, February, March, April, about four months into working with her, I finally got a six pack. I was like, I can't even believe this is happening. It was amazing. It was an amazing feeling. And also it, what it reminded me was that when you focus on something and you go balls to the walls and you do what you have to do, you can get to your goal. And like I was mentioning earlier, when I started working with her, um, it was great because she pushed me and motivated me. But what happened was that a lot of the things that we did to get me to the results in four months were not sustainable, right? So I couldn't do two a days anymore because then I started working like a more serious type of job. I was a director of a program in a nonprofit. Like I did not have time. I did not have a lot of free time. I had to sleep more. I had people who I was supervising. It was crazy. And, um, and I just, I didn't have time to do two a days. I didn't have time, um, to, to, and I had a lot of stress going on. So, I didn't really have like the type of schedule or the type of lifestyle where I could eat super restrictively. So really like a lot of the things that I did with her, yes, they were habit based and lifestyle based, but a lot of it was also based on like extremes and trying to get results quickly. Um, and, and no fault to her. I think it was just like, that's just kind of like the industry and you want to help people get results fast. And again, I got my results and I had my body goals, but then when I realized I'm like, okay, I'm like ex obsessed. I'm obsessed with food still. I don't have a healthy relationship with food. And, and what I realized is like, okay, I want to start taking this into my own hands. And so um, by Christmas of 2015, I decided, you know, I want to be a personal trainer myself because I've just, I've learned so much. I've been a Zumba instructor. I've had coaches. I've done CrossFit. I've done running. I've done lifting. I've done Zumba. I've done all these different things. And it's really like a mix, right? To be successful in weight loss it is a mix of different things that you need to learn and that you need to do. Um, and what I realized after getting my certification was that we, I needed to help people on all three levels. So not just with fitness, not just with nutrition, but also with mindset, because if you kill yourself to get to the goal, whatever you did to get there, you're going to have to stay, you're going to have to do certain things to sustain it. And I just wasn't at that place anymore. Right. So when you try to lose weight, when you're in your early twenties versus when you're 30 years old or 40 years old is completely different, right? You have probably more responsibilities. You may have kids, you may have a, a partner, you have to pay rent now, you know, like things are very different. And so three of the biggest lessons I learned in that time was one, 
that everything really came down to habits. So what I learned from my trainer, Michelle, was that we were going into people's homes and um, she was meal prepping for them, all of their meals, really teaching them about nutrition, doing their workouts for them. Um, And I actually really modeled that type of training. And when I started training, I would go into people's homes, literally sit in their kitchen, do their workouts for them. That was probably like my favorite type of training where I could go to people's homes because it was very intimate. And we were talking about like what was really going on and we were able to change their habits. And the people who were able to change their habits were the people who were the most successful. Um, The third, the second lesson that I learned was that it was really all about consistency, right? So to be in order to be consistent, you have to change the way you see yourself. You have to change the way you talk to yourself. You have to change the way you are really moving in this world. And until you do that, there's no way that you're going to be consistent. So a lot of times my clients would come to me because they saw that I was consistent. But the reality was I built up my lifestyle to have consistency, right? So I was a Zumba instructor, which means I was always at the gym, (laughs) right? After class, I had gym friends, like I built up a community. So I met runners, I met lifters, I met other people who were doing different modalities of fitness. And so it got me even deeper into creating a lifestyle change because now it wasn't just about me, it was about my entire community. My then my best so my best friend and I, we started a boot camp together. Um, you know, then I started going online more. And it's just like everything really transpired because. I was in the environment to be consistent, right? Um, then my uh, because I was healthy, it's kind of like everybody is like osmosis. Everybody was kind of doing the same thing, and then I was attracting people who were healthy. So not only friends, but then like partners. So like all the guys that I dated also happened to go to the gym and they were healthy. And so I think that a big piece of having the results that you want and sustaining the results is about being consistent. And so what I realized is that after, you know, I, I finished with my trainer, with my coach, I realized that I was able to stay consistent just because it just became a part of who I was. It wasn't like I'm going to the gym because my trainer is stalking me. <laughs> it's like I'm going to the gym because this is what I do. This is what I do with my homegirls. Like this is what we do together. Um, and then the third biggest lesson in that time was that accountability was like a major factor for me. So I was just not a motivated person. Like, again, I'm not I'm not an athlete. I don't have really like background experience in competitiveness. Um, and I really felt like my negative self-talk talk was at an all-time high. And the thing was, when I had a coach, I felt like she was able to push me and talk to me in ways that I wasn't able to push myself. And so I had only worked out using group classes. I had no real comfort using weights other than machines on my own. And having a coach who could help me do that was amazing. It helped me gain confidence in the gym, confidence in myself. And I feel like the accountability, when you don't have self-accountability, starting off with outside accountability can help you build those habits so that you can be accountable without them. And let's talk about the five invisible challenges that comes with success, right? Um, so I know that for a lot of my clients, there some are afraid of failure, which I totally understand that. We all are. And then others, like me, are actually afraid of success. What's going to happen when you're successful and when you got a banging body, amazing health, a better mindset, things are going to happen. So the first thing is that, again, maintaining it was a challenge. So when I first started, I was younger, I did the most, I had time to, you know, all the spare time. 
But I realized that I really needed to develop some habits to maintain the weight loss because high intensity cannot be sustained over time. Like your adrenals give out, we're stressed as you get older, we have more responsibilities. So I realized that, okay, if I'm fit now, I actually have to do things to maintain it and I have to set things in my lifestyle so that I stay on track. The second invisible challenge was that now that I wasn't binge eating anymore, or now that I wasn't on a diet, I was still binge eating. And so I realized like, okay, maybe it wasn't the diet that was making me binge. Maybe it's something else. And so even though I felt healthier and I looked healthier, was I actually healthy? Because I was still binge eating. And so this is also why diet culture is so problematic because again, you can lose the weight, but if you're obsessed with food and you're binge eating, are you actually healthy? right? Because it's not just about looking healthy and being skinny. It's about mentally, are you healthy? If you eat a pizza pizza, are you like beating yourself up? If you're on your period and you want chocolate, are you like, you know what I mean? Going on a binge. And this is where I was like, okay, this is actually a challenge. Like for real, for real. This is not just about, you know, a six pack. It became more than having a six pack at this point. And um, the next invisible challenge, the third invisible challenge was that even though, this is going to sound crazy, y'all, even though I was skinnier and I had a six pack and I was popping, okay, physically, I still didn't feel good about my body. Like I still didn't actually like myself. I didn't like the way I looked because it it was interesting. Like um, when you're overweight, everybody tells you. When you're skinny, everybody tells you. And like everybody has opinions about your body. And the thing is like when you don't actually like your body and don't like yourself, it's like everything that people say affects you. So people will be like, oh, you're too skinny or, oh, you must have gotten surgery. Like everything used to affect me. And I'm like, you know, I had to get to the point where, okay, again, it cannot be just about being skinny. Like it just can't be about that anymore, about your six pack. It has to be about, do I like myself? Do I feel good about my body? Um, and I, I was challenged with a lot of those negative thoughts. Cause then I was like on social media and all these girls who were either competitors or whatever, like that's what they did for their life. Like, like their lifestyle, their job, they look completely fit 24 seven. I'm like, well, this is not, I don't feel good about myself. Cause I'm like comparing myself to them and comparing myself to not just them, everybody else. Right. And like, is that actually healthy? So the fourth invisible challenge was that I was working full-time at another job, and I actually had multiple jobs. So I was teaching Zumba. I was taking on -on one-on-one clients. I was running a boot camp. I was a director of a college access program. I was doing the freaking most, okay? I was running my blog at the time. Um, I was doing everything, okay? And what I realized, what I realized after a while is that I was tired, and I was extremely, like, overextending myself, trying to be everything to everyone. Because when I started, you know, it was very community based, but then it gets to the point where when you're serving lots of people, it can be very overwhelming. And so then this ties into my fifth invisible challenge when I moved to New York. So after, um, being in Lynn, growing up in Lynn, I decided, you know what, I want to expand my horizons. I want to follow my dreams. I want to do something different. So I moved to New York, to the Bronx, New York. And, um, I started working and it was amazing. And I, you know, I was still doing the thing. I was working full time, still teaching classes, still having clients transitioning more online. Cause my job forced me to travel often, which I loved. 
Uh, well, I love the fact that I was able to like, you know, go different places, see different things, but it was very stressful. And I was going through a lot of shifts. I was going through another breakup. I was going through moving to a new state, kind of being on my own, not being around family. Um, they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And that is the truth because it is probably the hardest place to live because there's so many people and everybody's doing their own thing. And it's just like sink or swim, sink or swim. And I had to swim. <laughs> okay. I am the daughter of immigrants, first generation. Um, and I was like, I need to, I need to do this for myself, but also for my family. And what I realized is that I experienced so many traumatic events in my time in New York, in, you know, the very little time that I had, that I had in terms of transition. And the challenge is that again, when you lose the weight and then you get a new job or you move or you go through a breakup or you experience some type of trauma, something happens we get sad, we get frustrated, things happen. And then it's like, when you don't deal with things, they become, they morph into other things, anxiety, insecurity, depression. And for me, I had fallen into a depression um, after being sexually assaulted on my way to work on the train in New York. And just like a series that was just like the tip of the iceberg, but it was like a series of traumatic events that kind of happened while I was in New York that I hadn't actually processed. Um, I wasn't actually dealing with and then, you know, eating my feelings again. And I'm like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is a new version of problems that I have. And what I, what I noticed was that I had to deal with certain things. So I'm going to give you three pieces of advice that I learned in my time of invisible challenges. And, and when I actually you know, started having a more stressful type of life. So number one was I had to change my mindset. So I would make a lot of excuses for not being able to make time to meal prep or work out. And I prioritize my job. I prioritize my clients or multiple jobs, because like I said, I was working full time. Then I also had clients. I was doing the most. <laughs> and I basically prioritized everybody over myself, my relationships over myself, my friendships over myself, my clients, my job. And it was like, where the hell was the time for me? There was none. Um, so I needed to change my mindset and show myself the love care, dedication that I showed to others, to myself. And so I knew that like a part of that was cultural. And another part of that was self-sabotage. And when I say cultural, I'm from a Latino household. My parents are both from the Dominican Republic. And I know that in the Latino culture, there's a lot of like family um, enmeshment. So that's like a psychological term, but um, it, it's seen on the outside as like supportive, but in reality, it's like we're in, enmeshed where like there is no separation between me or between you. Um, and I realized that in my family, there was a lot of that, a lot of traumatic things that happened, things that I hadn't processed. Um, and also the fact that culturally, um, you know, we eat a certain way, we live a certain way, we do things a certain way. And when you are brought up in a certain atmosphere, you just adopt everything that they're telling you, right? It's, it's sometimes it can be difficult to stand out on your own. And I think as a um, very ambitious woman, I mean, I always kind of veered off the path on a, in a certain way. You know, I was the first to kind of one of the first to go away to live at college and, you know, to move away from home when everything would have just been comfortable if I would have stayed home. But I always was like, I just want more for myself. Um, 
but it, it was hard, right? With the cultural piece of like everyone eats a certain way and then like you're being healthier and you're doing certain things and you're active. And then the other part was definitely self-sabotage and like all like the fact that I knew that I was going through so many things, but then I literally only talk to my friends about it. Like my friend, your friends are not professionals. I always tell this to, to people like your friends are not therapists. Um, and, and at the time, like I was very resistant to kind of getting help and actually addressing my feelings. So the second piece of advice is like actually address your feelings. I had to address my feelings that were causing me to emotionally eat that were causing me to not go to the gym. Cause sometimes we think we're lazy. Cause I used to think this too. And, and this is why I tell people, do not tell me you're lazy because that's a lie. Um, and if you actually are lazy, I definitely can't help you. But a lot of times we're super ambitious. We're very successful, but we tell ourselves that we're lazy because we can't make it to the gym. When in reality, it's not that we're lazy. It's that we're fucking stressed. It's that we are overextending ourselves. It's that we are burnt the hell out at our job and we need to take care of ourselves. Um, but we keep telling ourselves we're lazy or we're unmotivated. And it's like, well, maybe if we actually address our feelings instead of eating our feelings, then we would be successful. And that for me, that's really what happened. Once I address my feelings, once I address like, what is the type of life that I want to live? Like, is this the type of lifestyle that I want to have? And I started addressing it. I wasn't really able to be consistent. Um, because again, like life is going to happen. I'd say this to my clients, life is going to happen and it happens to all of us. Death, heartbreak, moving, new job, et cetera, et cetera. And to be consistent with your healthy lifestyle is about making sure that you're addressing all these things that are happening and dealing with them when they happen and not like three years later, right? When you gain 30 pounds or 20 pounds or 40 pounds or whatever. And then the last piece of advice is that really getting focused on gaining comfort in the gym or sorry, well, both in the gym, but also in the kitchen and mostly in the kitchen was really the prerequisite to everything else because it really starts with one your mental health which impacts your mindset two your nutrition which impacts how much muscle you're able to build and how much you're able to lose weight and then the last part really is the fitness part and I've always done it the opposite so when I started I started with my fitness first and then I talked about nutrition and then I considered my mental health and I really think we need to start flipping that the way that we teach fitness as professionals if you're a professional on um, watch listening to not watching listening but just in general um, as a community we need to really flip the way we see health and fitness and so that was my story of losing 16 pounds with macros and weights. And ultimately, I want to remind you that if you are on this health and fitness journey and maybe you've already lost weight or you haven't lost weight yet, but you want to get started and you're going to take the first steps, I want to encourage you and remind you that it's worth it. Being at a healthy weight will help you feel better not just feel better, but be happier. And knowing that you're doing this for yourself to make yourself a better person. And I started my company because I know that it's possible for you to do it. I've seen people do it with my own eyes. I've done it myself. People fall off track. No one's perfect, but you can keep your results and maintain them when you make health and fitness a part of your life. So at the end of your life, when you're looking back, I want you to say, wow, I am so freaking proud of myself and grateful 
that I took the steps to prioritize myself, that I got over the guilt, that I got over all those feelings of self-sabotage that stops me, and that I was able to do the damn thing. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And again, one thing that I want to emphasize is the key to sustainable weight loss in a healthy way is coaching, community, and accountability. So if you're a woman looking to lose weight and be healthy, I created my new free three-day reset nutrition challenge specifically for you. If you want to learn more, go ahead and go to reset.theconfidenceblueprint.com. And thank you again so much for listening. Bye, y'all.